You're listening to Body IO FM with your hosts, Kiefer and Dr. Rocky, where cutting edge science meets the razor's edge of health and performance. Welcome, everybody, to a long awaited episode of Body IO FM. This is your host, Kiefer, and Dr. Rocky unfortunately won't be on today because I just basically wanted to get back on the airways and give everybody an update about what's been going on and where I've been. Many of you who are regular listeners or were regular listeners have noticed that I've been very quiet for a long time. Uh, There haven't been very many podcasts my article writing has been way down, and uh, you know I've been pretty quiet even on social media, so to speak. And that's because I've basically taken the last year to really start to dive in heavily to the research again. I'd been reading a lot over the last couple years, of course, and continuously trying to update uh, my methodologies and even my theory of how the body works. And there are, there have been, and there always will be a lot of criticisms about my methodology, which I'm more than happy to hear and have because of those criticisms, which is actually a very important and crucial part of science. It helped me to look at some of the arguments and some of the science that I was basing my conclusions off of. And truth be told, it was incomplete. Now, at the time of writing carb night and even carb backloading, there was information that just wasn't available, and I did have to extrapolate somewhat um, into what was reasonable. And as you all well know, there have been many other people who've done the same. Uh, you know, there's books on you know ketone diets. Uh, Jimmy Moore has written some, and Gary Tobbs his book "Why We Get Fat" and also "Good Calories, Bad Calories." Uh, These basically work on the same premise, and they explore the same science that I used to come up with both carbonate and carb backloading. Uh, Because of some of the questions that have come up and some things that I didn't have answers for, of course, I continue to read and research and refine what I do know. And because I don't want to get trapped up in the minutia of, well, maybe it's not working because you need to take this supplement or you need to add this supplement or... Uh, you're eating too much cheese, or this is happening, and so on and so forth. And it led me down a path that I didn't really expect, and it's really a completely new theory of how the human body both becomes fat and becomes diseased. Uh, The two are very intertwined, and it turns out that the way we're approaching all of the current problems of dieting and obesity and health and even performance to a certain extent are focusing in the wrong direction. And that's what I want to correct with Carbonite 2 and CBL2. And because of these new foundations and this new understanding of how metabolism works from the most minute and relevant parts of the metabolic chainway, like the mitochondria, all the way up to our how our daily lives affect these things, it's led me to a consistent theory that 
helped me to realize that carbonate and carb backloading are not two different diets. They're actually the they work on the exact same principles across the spectrum. There's really no difference between the two diets as far as how they work and what we're trying to target with those two diets. What's different is the lifestyle of the person who's using them. Carbonite can be applicable to a vast array of different activities and lifestyles, particularly sedentary ones. And as you become more active or as you're trying to push the extremes of human performance, that's when we start to get into car backloading. And it, 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 it's amazing that the two are so intimately connected. And to be honest, I was always a bit bothered by the fact that I didn't have a consistent theory of how the two were connected. It seemed like they should be. It seemed very clear that they're on the same spectrum, but I couldn't really explain the connection between the two. And now I can. I have a complete theory that connects the two. And really, I, I mean, it in a lot of ways, it simplifies things as far as the explanation. And it allows me to make better recommendations and to refine each of the diets for each person based on their life. Now, this, this is what kind of caused me to make the statement that the insulin theory is wrong or rather incomplete. Uh, the insulin theory of why we get fat, which is championed by Gary Tobbs and Peter Atia, is actually not correct. Uh, it is not the reason we get fat. It's not the reason we get diseased. Uh, it's at the same time more complex, but also quite a bit simpler than what they make out to be. Uh, they dig, we, and I did this previously as well, we went down a lot of research roads trying to justify how this could happen and it left open a big gap of how does it all start and that's been the missing point and that's where a lot of people who just cannot give up the idea of calories in calories out have gotten all of their artillery artillery fire from is this gap there's got to be this gap and it turns out there is. There's a huge gap. And that's what I've been working on establishing is finding out what it is that actually gets us to that state of disease. And in the process, it also helps to inform us what we need to do for optimal performance. This is really a theory of the human body and metabolism in regards to diet and all the things that are associated with that, your sleep schedule, your work schedule, your workout schedule, the type of workout. And uh, it's been very fascinating, very time-consuming. I have probably read as many journals in the last year as possibly the last five years. I've just been immersed in new material, and I'm very excited because Nobody has put forward these connections yet, and nobody's talking about 90% of the things that I've discovered, which is really sad because there's a lot of conversation out there about a lot of things, but they're all just rehashed conversations of what's been said for the last two or three years. And, uh, you know, really the biggest trends that people have been regurgitating over the last few years have been carb backloading, uh, some variation of carbonate paleo and if it fits your macros and um, I, I'll just say if it fits your macros is 
is to me kind of this backwards ass ad hoc. We don't really know what's going on, but we're just going to throw shit at you until it works um, kind of philosophy. Paleo is a, we've got this really nice mythology and we're going to just talk about the research that supports it and ignore everything else. Um, and the variations on carb backloading and carbonate have come about because of these missing pieces that people just can't quite figure out what's wrong. So they're just throwing all kinds of stuff together. Um, you know, there's been a recent book released and I won't give the title of it. Um, but, you know, I've kind of disassociated from the author because they just wanted to create a diet that people liked and they didn't care if it worked. And our discussions about it uh, didn't go well. And uh, actually, a couple months after the release of their book, our support staff uh, has been getting questions about why they're getting fatter using this diet. And it's a variation of carb night with extra, extra carb feedings through the week. And it's because nobody's taking the time to really push in a new direction uh, there's so much new information where so much research is being done that's really helping to inform us where we should be looking and still everybody's looking everywhere else or they just don't care it's you know it's easier to market what's already there put it in a new package and ship it off and make some money and that's not really my goal in all of this my goal is to have a really complete theory of human metabolism and diet so that we can make the right recommendations for everybody and stop, you know, just throwing shit at shit out there and seeing what sticks because it's not really helping anybody. And the diet industry is the poorer for it. Uh, the health industry is the poorer for it. And consumers are the real victims because they're confused and they have to use different method methodologies all the time because they constantly become stuck or they plateau or they can't find somebody to answer their questions. And it's because everybody has their own pet theory. And what I really want to work toward, not only at Body.io, but at large, is a consistent theory, a consistent framework that everybody can at least agree has merit so that we can direct research over the next hundred years to answer these questions and to get the right theory um, and meet it out with experiments. And that's very difficult to do. Uh, there's so much noise. You know, one good thing about the internet is that it has allowed many voices to come together and question a lot of these ideas and present new information and new ideas. The bad thing is, most people out there have realized that it is an opportunity to build a brand and make money, which I, you know, I'm not arguing with because I've benefited from that as well. But that's their only concern. And in that, they really start to focus on brand protection rather than the accuracy of the information that they're putting out. You know, you can take any example you want bulletproof. He just apparently makes shit up and throws it out there. And even in light of massive amounts of information to show that he's wrong or completely mistaken, he sticks with his original comments because he has to protect his brand. Paleo. Uh, look at any paleo expert out there and they will make shit up to protect their brand and they'll denigrate everything else because it's no longer about providing information to help people it's about brand protection and i would say most everybody goes down that road and it's a tough 
tough road to go off of. And that's one reason I've always said, you know, don't trust me, look in other directions, and I don't even trust my own information. Uh, It's the best I could do, but you can always do better. And it did open up a lot of questions that I needed to answer, and so I'm answering them. Now, the good news on all of this is that it turns out Carbonite really is right on the cusp of the ideal diet for health, disease prevention, and body fat loss, and those are all intimately related as I'll talk about in Carbonite 2. And also the good news is carb backloading is also highly accurate as the optimal diet for performance. And I will go into that in carb backloading 2 as well. Now, some of the problems that this brings up is that to optimize these, because they are really formulated on a personal basis is it's very difficult to write a book as everybody out there knows that's why I get questions all the time it's difficult to write a book that covers each individual case Uh, this can be it's an impossible task you can't write one program to do that and so with all of this new research uh, many of you know I've been developing software which is intimately tied to any software you're going to put out that deals with nutrition or performance or exercise has to be intimately tied to your theory of how the body works. That's the only way to make the software work well um, and to make accurate predictions. And with accurate predictions, you can give accurate advice to people based on their various goals and in the lifestyle that they lead. And so with all this new information... You know, I've had to redo some of my models, and that has also taken up a massive amount of my time over the last year. Uh, What I realized in researching the new carbonate and carb backloading and that we've been looking in the wrong direction, when I started to look in the right direction, it turns out going through literally thousands and thousands of papers in subjects from non-equilibrium thermodynamics to mathematical modeling of insulin to the mathematical modeling of hypertrophy to mitochondrial function modeling, all of these things, it turns out the models don't exist. I could not find them. I could not find something that I could use. Uh, you know, the one of the best that I've seen out there uh, for metabolism is by Kevin Hall, and you can find his papers, and actually I believe he has a macro on his site that will make predictions based on what you eat, how much you eat, and your activity levels. And it'll tell you how your body composition at the end of some time period. And it'll make predictions about what you need to eat to maintain that. Um, It's a good model. The problem with that model, it's a dynamics model, which I like, which means what it does is it focuses on the dynamics of each part of the body and puts that together into a single system. And it's really well done it's well thought out and he did an amazing amount of work collecting the parameters needed to make that model a reality and to implement it in software uh, the problem with that tool is that it all of his data is off of a it it makes one bad assumption and that's that gaining body fat through short-term overfeeding is identical to gaining body fat because of aging and uh, what we see as the common source of a lot of diseases. That turns out to be wrong, and I will discuss that in 
carbonate and carbac loading, why that's wrong. And with that assumption, he mixes a lot of data on short-term overfeeding and underfeeding, equates the two, um, and I can tell you that the metabolic processes needed to gain weight are completely separate, separated from the metabolic processes needed to lose weight, and those processes in each are independent of the ones that cause weight gain through aging uh, that we, and just normal diet usage versus overfeeding, and also weight loss due to becoming healthy versus weight loss due to become due to basically starving yourself in some way or under under nutrienting yourself uh, by cutting calories essentially. And he also assumes that there's very little difference between uh, the macronutrients, even though he says he accounts for that and he does in his equations. Um, he ignores certain studies and just kind of hand wavingly says, well, you know, these really accurate studies that show you lose more weight, uh, on a, or more, more body fat in particular on a carb deprivated diet is just, you know, there just must be something wrong with the study. Um, so it, and it's interesting if you use his model, you do not get the same results for some of the low carb diets as his model predicts, which means there's something wrong with his model. Um, you know, there's always something wrong with models of systems. So that's not surprising. And the other big problem with his is, you know, when he wrote it, he just said, I, he assumes that if you increase physical activity, that that will naturally cause a shift in how nutrients accumulate in the body. So if you weightlift, that's just extra activity and that weightlifting somehow is going to cause more protein to go into muscles than somewhere else. Well, when you run his model on the studies that are out there that give the appropriate data, his model never even comes close to the end predictions. Uh, it never predicts muscle accumulation at the rate we see in studies. Uh, never, never demonstrates it in um, in what we see in real life with dieting for bodybuilding shows or in athletic performance. Uh, the model it just fails. It's probably good for average people and it's good for average people who are just going to cut calories to try to lose weight it predicts actually very well as far as i can tell from its accuracy with data that's out there and looking at that you know i i was hoping that would lead me somewhere but i actually had to abandon his work as well and go back and literally come up with models for how muscle tissue reacts to everything and by everything, I mean I have models for what happens when you walk versus when you run versus when you weight train uh, versus training multiple times a day, how many times you train a week, um, how you mix that type of training, how those interact for different effects in the skeletal muscle tissue. And with those models, I've been able to predict from the data that's out there that I actually didn't use to build the model, I've been able to predict the results of muscle gain in particular and muscle changes to about 40 grams for every kilogram of of muscle mass that's gained. Now that's for every two pounds, I'm off by a few ounces. That's an exceptionally good model. And so I've been able to take all of that and I've remodeled everything I could, you know, everything I could think of to put into this uh, I have. I've looked at how your sleep schedule affects 
what will happen to your body in the interim, uh, your eating schedule, even so far as it turns out the type of protein you eat and what you eat it with actually affects your protein needs. Um, so I, I've, you know, I've got these models that are fantastic now. They're based on data that nobody that I can tell in the community is looking at, has discussed, or has even brought up. And uh, it it's really created these robust set of equations um, that are highly individualized. That's the important thing. And they're predictive. These aren't equations where I'm going to give you some uh, macronutrient split and then just adjust things as you go on if you're not hitting your goal. That's that's basically using the same system that we use to predict the weather, which is intrinsically fall, flawed uh, at a mathematical level and at a conceptual level. You don't actually know what's going on. You're just throwing things at it. And there is a ton of software out there that uses this model. And it will never be great. It'll only be pretty good uh, because it doesn't take all these other things into account. Uh, for example, depending on what you eat your protein with and when you eat it, you might get a large amount of that protein first deposited in basically your organ tissue and surrounding tissue, the splachnic bed, and it's first deposited there. It's completely taken out. It doesn't even make it to your skeletal muscle tissue. But then later, that protein's broken down. It's almost like a storage mechanism, and then those amino acids go into fueling uh, muscle growth. If you have the right combinations, you can actually bypass that storage process, which eats up protein and energy. And you can provide more of those amino, amino acids to the skeletal muscle itself. So it's amazing the number of things that matter from chronobiology to, um, I mean, everything, uh, you know, I, I, I can't even tell you how mind-boggling it is. And that's what I've been spending the last year doing, learning, reading, and developing these new models. I've probably... You know, some of my researchers have seen some of the work I've done and, you know, they're like, why, why don't you go publish this? I mean, this is at least worth a PhD or two. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't need the glory of a doctorate after my name at the moment. I'd love to have that, of course. But at the moment, that's not my goal. My goal is to get this software out there based on these new models from carbonate and carb backloading so that people can start getting their individualized success and not need to ask so many questions because we ask questions when we're confused and when things aren't working. And the software can even put in, if you're using certain supplements, when's the best time to use those supplements and how much. So it's a very complete and robust system. And as you can imagine, it's taking a lot of time, uh, mostly because I tried to, well, actually, the models allowed me to create a system that handles everybody from somebody sedentary trying to get healthy to high performance athletes. It's, um, it's pretty awesome. That's all I can say. Now, it is taking a lot of time and a lot of resources. Um, we're just estimating to date. There's probably, I've spent almost half a million dollars so far getting to this point. Uh, so it's slow. I'm bootstrapping this. I'm not trying to get money from anybody else. And so part of this podcast is to thank everybody who has bought materials and continually spread the word and support uh, Body IO and formerly Dangerously Hardcore and every iteration in between, which is Athlete IO. 
because that's what's made this possible. I've pretty much everything that comes in, it gets funneled out to better better methodology, more research being done, better software, better equations, better models, so that I can provide that to you and you can uh, benefit directly. So, of course, everybody's going to ask us, well, when is this coming out? When is this coming out? Uh, all I can tell you on the software is I am working as hard as I can. I've got a great team of developers now working on this. Uh, there's There's all kinds of issues that have to be considered, of course. There's the user interface which turns out to be very critical. I need to get the right information from everybody. Uh, there's the modeling that goes on uh, where you know I'm taking information, building models, and then translating those models into systems that the software can then use. And that in itself is a huge leap. Uh, some of the systems use mutating genetic algorithms. Others use a custom fuzzy logic heuristic that I had to formalize and come up with myself. Um, a lot of the tools needed for this system just didn't exist. Uh, so, you know, I've been splitting my time between hardcore mathematical theory, uh, biological research, mathematical modeling, thermodynamics, I mean, you name it, and, and user interface, just being clever about really good ways to get information from you so that I can get the right parameters to make the software great right off the bat and not just throw something at you based off of oh here's your body weight here's your your estimated protein needs and here go for it and you know when things aren't working we'll just change those things up until stuff does work uh, the problem with that is stuff will never work great uh, it's always going to fluctuate what I want to do is model each and every person as accurately as possible so I know what's going to happen. If you skip a meal, then this is what's going to happen. If you have an extra workout, this is what's going to happen. This will be the closest software to real-time analysis of what's going on in your body that has ever existed. And hopefully not that will ever exist because I want to continue to evolve this system. So I know it sounds exciting. Uh, it's So far, all of the modeling is very, very promising. And I am just basically busting my ass to get this out the door, uh, which has been just no small challenge for an unfathomable number of reasons. I'm, I'm using a lot of adverbs in this podcast, but they really are appropriate. I've, I have not done this much work in this amount of time at any other time in my life. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's definitely been educational. It's been frustrating. It's been harrowing at times. But it's all coming together. So next year is going to be a very big year. And I'm trying to inroad as many people into carbonate and carb backloading as possible now because the first iterations of the software are only going to be av available to people who already own carbonate. The, I'm first going to release the software as just a carbonate diet generator uh, for people. And it will only be available to those who own Carbonite. I'm gonna, not going to make it available to anybody else. Um, and then next I will release the carb backloading version. And again, it will only be available to carb backloading owners and nobody else. Um, and that's because I want people to have a basic understanding of what's going on in the diet process. Uh, I don't want them to get this, build a diet, and then have 100 questions. Uh, that's not the point. This 
is this software is to essentially eliminate and answer all the questions that you had about when should I eat this? When should I take this? What should I do now? I'm, you know, I work the night shift and I sleep during the day. What should I do? Handles all of that. It handles multiple workouts a day. It doesn't matter if that workout's CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu or powerlifting. It takes all that into, into account. Even endurance training, which is against my better judgment, but people need that assistance. And although I would like to encourage them not to do it for – if it's an athletic goal, I understand. But if it's for health reasons, I would, of course, like to encourage them not to do it. But at the same time, I want to support them to get the best available benefit possible from whatever it is they're doing and whatever schedule it is that they have to conform to so a lot of thought has gone into this a lot of effort a lot of new material uh, and no i will not be publishing these models maybe ever until i stop using them because they simply don't exist anywhere else there will be nowhere else in the world that you will have access to this theoretical and mathematical machinery other than in my system. And I'm I'm not even going to release the name of the system yet or the name of the technology that I'm basing it upon until later. So, you know, these are the exciting things to look out for. And because of that, we're going to have, there's going to be a, a special kind of gift for everybody at Christmas. Uh, you'll find out. Soon enough, we're, well, no, nah, I guess I could tell you. Uh, no, no, I'll wait. Uh, you can find out. Make sure you're on the email list because that's the only way you're going to find out. But um, basically, if you're already a customer of Carb Loading Carbonite or one of my books, uh, there will be a special Christmas surprise for you in there. And also uh, somebody, you know, a friend or family member that you might, might be searching something for Christmas for them or New Year's or what have you. Uh, timelines, like I said, I'm working as hard as I can to get that software out and available to everybody. Um, and yes, for those who provided information on some of my data gathering uh, projects that I had in the past, they, you know, I, I am making good on those you will get free access to some of the software uh, or well to the software where particularly where I needed the data and also titanium members for those of those those of you who are still around I'll get you into the system early as well for testing so you get to use it before anybody else um, and for those top 10 winners uh, if you were in the top 10 uh, according to think don't be too excited we found out most people just basically went through and pushed buttons and gave us completely junk data, which was a nightmare to sort out and get rid of and really crippled the whole point of that system. Uh, so, and, and that's almost the majority of the people in the top 10 uh, basically did that. So, uh, you know, if you're in the top 10, don't be super excited because you probably won't be one of the people who contributed enough quality data to warrant getting free access to the software. Um, I think those are all the updates I have. So I will unfortunately continue to be on sabbatical, so to speak, uh, working on this. You won't hear a lot from me until these things are ready to roll. And next year I plan on just really providing tons and tons of information, helping to bring everybody up to speed 
and to expose them to these new ideas that I hope will make an incredible difference in the world, the world of health, the world of performance. Um, even for those who just want to look good, uh, you can look better than you ever imagined and have invincible health at the same time. Uh, it's all related. You just have to know how to do it properly. And I finally do. But like I said, I want to reiterate, uh, Carb Night as a diet, it does turn out to actually be pretty much right on the mark, uh, as does carb backloading. Some, I'm just going to say, some idiot out there listened to one of my comments on the Abel James podcast and said, oh, Kiefer said carb backloading and carb night were wrong. I, I have no idea where they got this. Um, obviously, I'm going, well, you know, I'm just guessing. I can't say for sure, but I would guess that their IQ is probably somewhere equivalent to that of a hamster. And uh, which really must be a pain in the ass to have to wear depends all the time because you can't figure out how to use the bathroom. But that's really the only level of IQ I could even comprehend or imagine thinking that that's what I was saying. Um, so, you know, carb night, if you're doing carb night, you're still on one of the best paths. Uh, the ability to tweak it and to understand how to make it better will be coming out next year. Same with carb backloading. Uh, these are massive leaps in what I hope will be our understanding of the human body and human metabolism, health, performance, fat loss, fat gain. Uh, you know, I really do help hope that this will give a new direction to the industry and one that more people can agree on so that more conversation and more research can be helpful rather than just people going back and saying that everybody's stupid except for them and they're the only ones who understand everything and it's just calories in, calories out. Those conversations really help nobody except for the person who is trying to make a name for themselves by saying that everybody else is stupid. Uh, it just really is not beneficial and uh, it's, it's a shame that that's the state of the industry, whether it's medical doctors or health gurus or health celebrities or celebrities in general. It's it's really not a – the conversation right now isn't helping people at large, and we really all should be interested in that end goal. I mean some projections, if you just take diabetes, Alzheimer's, and cancer rates and the cost – of treating those things and all the complications with diabetes, heart disease, so on and so forth. If you just take what that will cost the healthcare system in the United States, we should be insolvent as a nation as early as 2035. And by insolvent, I mean our healthcare costs to take care of people will cost more than the nation makes. That is terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying. And for those of you who do exercise and take care of yourself and maintain a healthy lifestyle, we're the ones who will bear the brunt of that because we're the ones who will be sick the least and that means we'll have to work the most. And it is in our best interest, all of us, no matter what our goal, no matter if we're just doing this because we want to look good naked or what have you, in achieving that, your main concern should be making sure that everybody has that similar goal and that they care that much uh, because this really is going to be a problem that we can't ignore. 
we're not going to have the luxury. And it is a luxury to sit around and pontificate about why we think the world is getting sick. We need to really start looking at why the world is getting sick. And we all need to work in that one common direction. Uh, You know, it, it makes no sense. Sure, calories in, calories out. Okay, I understand why that's so appealing. But there's reasons that it fails, and there's a lot of research out there that shows us that there's something wrong with that idea. Now, does that mean that calories don't matter at all? No, they they do matter to a certain degree. They have to. There's a you know a point of extremes where it does matter, and you know that's why a lot of when people use these arguments of oh well the diets are the same, you know what they look at are 800 calorie diets you know, 800 calories a day. That is an extreme of energy intake. Yes, I would expect, and I explain this in Carbonite too, why it doesn't matter what you eat in those scenarios. And when you weigh overeat, again, they say, well, look at these overfeeding studies. You know, it doesn't matter what you overeat with. Again, there are reasons why that is true. But Nobody's going to look at those reasons and nobody's going to try to come up with a synthesis of all this information if we don't first admit, each and every one of us, including myself, which I've had to do over the last couple of years, that there's something about our pet theory that isn't right or doesn't make sense or there's a hole in it. And doing that's led me to, I mean, I, I can't even tell you how excited I've been over the last year and how hard it has been to not release information. I'm so excited. Um, And at the same time, I've been very disappointed looking at the health industry out there that nobody is saying anything new. There's not been any new information or new ideas in the last two to three years. It's very sad. And, you know, I, I don't know what the reason. I think because people are just so tied to the idea that what they're doing is right and there's no reason for modification. But I I honestly don't know, including myself, how anybody can sit there and say that they're absolutely right in everything that they conceive of and how the body works. There's just too many instances of, well, what about this situation that we do see? It's not an extreme situation. It happens more often than we would like to admit. And we have to, we have to answer those questions. You know, it, it really is incumbent upon us, especially those of us who are you know, quote unquote, internet celebrities or gurus or coaches or medical professionals, whatever, it is incumbent upon us to ask those questions and to admit the areas where we're wrong. Because once we admit where we're wrong, now we've got some reason to fix it. And if we never admit that we're wrong, then we're never going to look at any other material that might help us make things better. And, um, you know, so this has been just kind of a, I guess, mission statement, rant, update, whatever you want to call it. But I really did want to talk to everybody again, let everybody know I'm alive and I didn't just fade away from the industry and I'm not coming back. I'm every, this body IO, I want to go in a new direction and I want it to be the direction really at its base of facilitating communication between all these disparate fields of biological and medical research to help people come to a single theory in which we can all see where each of their individual works and expertise fit into this theory and can make it better. 
Um, that's really the goal of Body.io, and that is how the company will grow in the continuing years. And, you know, the software is one piece of that uh, because it allows people to implement these dietary strategies in a very simple way. They don't even have to think about anything anymore. That's the brilliance. They don't have to change anything. This software adapts and molds to your lifestyle and scenario. You don't need to change things. Uh, if you want to, that's great. Um, but the first iteration of the software will make some suggestions about how you can optimize. But if you are unable to commit to those suggestions, it will work with what you do. Um, and in the future, the fully dynamic version of the software, hopefully which will be out the middle of 2016, maybe the end of 2016, it will you will be able to constantly give it feedback to make up for whatever mistake you might have made or change of plans. Maybe you're going on a vacation. The software will tweak things so that you can be ready for your vacation in an easy way, which I understand how to do from a very specific standpoint now because I understand better how carb night and carb backloading work um, and how exercise plays into all of that. So, it, you know, if you end up skipping a meal or shoot, you wanted to go out with a hot coworker for lunch and you ended up at a place where you ate pizza you know, it's fine. Just once you tell the system that, it will fix everything from that moment on in your day. Uh, you skipped a workout or you added a workout or you changed the workout. The dynamic version of the software will make real-time updates. Um, there is no other system that I know of that I've seen, despite claims out there that do this. Uh, most of the real-time systems, or so they claim, uh, get updates weekly and then change your change your macronutrient ratios or whatever. I'm not sure how that's real time. Um, and then, you know, some other systems have claimed that they have artificial intelligence running their software, which I don't think they understand what artificial intelligence means. Um, that's actually a system that accumulates data, analyzes that data, and then not only identifies trends, but also comes up with novel new models to make predictions which from the way these softwares say they work, they do not have artificial intelligence behind them. Um, I, I, I would almost say either they don't understand or it's a false advertising claim just to be a buzz. Um, you know, for example, in my, and you need a massive amount of data for these systems that have just come out. They just don't have the data for artificial intelligence to even be appropriate to use. As an example, um, Actually, there, there's a couple good examples. A company who just went public not too long ago, uh, they're one of the devices that you know track walking, supposedly sleep, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, they've literally been spending $50 million a year for the last two years with quote-unquote expert systems. They're smart enough not to use artificial intelligence. They don't even use that because they don't quite use it. They've been spending $50 million a year for the last two years using the strategy of just looking at past information to try to make predictions based on that. This, Mind you, this is how we predict the weather. When we say there's a 50% chance of rain, we say, well, on days like today, at this time of year, when conditions are kind of like they are today, it rains 50% of the time. Now, if it does rain that day, then they have to update their statistics. 
and then they'll make a different prediction next time. If it doesn't rain, then they have to update their statistics and make a different prediction. So in other words, it's not a predictive system. Uh, and there's mathematical and physical reasons why those systems can never make accurate predictions. And this large company spending who's spent $100 million up to now, in two years, $100 million has not found a single actionable piece of information from all of their data. In other words, with all that data and all that money, their data scientists have still not figured out how to make suggestions to their users that will help with their end goal. That, to me, is embarrassing. Um, and they address this in their IPO and how they're going to fix it. And the way they're going to fix it is they're going to spend $150 million instead. Uh, they just refuse to understand that that method is not going to work in the long run. And, you know, if you want evidence of that, just look at how often the weatherman is still wrong. Uh, it's the same system, and it will continually and always fail. And it's because the body's a very complex system. But we can do a lot better than we're doing. I'm not going to pretend that my software is going to be 100% accurate all the time. It won't be. But I've modeled the body in such a way that it's highly, highly, highly predictive. Um, and, you know, as it can accumulate more information, uh, I've actually seen a lot of research that would help had DNA data on people looking at which genes are expressed and which ones are silent, that can make a huge difference. That can change the maximum amount of bone mass you have. Um, if you worked out when you were young, that can change the maximum amount of bone mass you have. Um, all, all of these things. Uh, it could change how fast you get Alzheimer's or if you're at risk for Alzheimer's. And it's not the genes that we are typically looking at for those things. Uh, it's It's been a very interesting and lightning year and i'm very excited and i'm very excited to get this information out there and share it with everybody and hope that everybody shares it with their friends and you know that's that's pretty much the update i can't imagine what else i could update with um i could definitely rant about a few things um you know there's been some books that have come out recently that are just so embarrassing. Uh, like there was a book that should have been called the, the, um, let's see what, I can't even remember what that's called anymore. The lean, it should be called, it should have been called the lean warrior backloading paleo diet. Um, they just threw everything, you know, or maybe they should have just called it the kitchen sink diet. Um, it was just, it was embarrassing. Uh, to say the least, and it didn't, uh, you know, I, I was just appalled. But, you know, and, and those are the things that are hurting the industry because people are always looking for new information, really, because it it's so difficult. It really is difficult for a lot of people because all this noise is out there, and, you know, I have to take some responsibility for that to a certain degree um, because, you know, it's hard when things don't go right to understand carb backloading or carbonite well enough from the books to make adjustments yourself. Um, that's not easy. And the culpability that I have to take on that is that, you know, it's, it's really difficult to always make sure that you have the most information available in a work like that. 
Um, even in the process of writing, I'm continually having to update things because new papers are coming out or things I was looking for to see if there was research on a connection that might exist just didn't exist. And then all of a sudden a preliminary paper pops up that confirms or denies uh, what I was thinking. So it it's an ongoing process. And um, right now I've tried to take another leap forward in trying to understand all that information so that people out there can just have an easier life and not think about these things as much. Uh, you know, if you, you know, kind of a, if you think about it, people get sick, not on purpose, not because they eat too much, but because they don't pay attention. And unfortunately, if you don't pay attention in the food environment that we live in today, then you're going to get sick. The food that's available to people, the majority of food that's available and available easily and in mass quantity will make you sick and fat. So if you don't think about it, that's what's going to happen. So, you know, the flip side of that is if you can create a system that people don't have to think about, but that leads them in the direction of health, then they're going to get healthy without thinking about it. They're going to lose weight without thinking about it. And again, that's my goal moving forward is to get people healthy, get them off medications, help them lose body fat, make them look better, feel better, have less stress, cope with stress better, all of these things without them having to think about it, much like they've gone in the opposite direction today because they haven't thought about it. Uh, so I think that's it. Uh, I hope everybody has a happy holiday, and hopefully you will hear from me soon. I will be probably doing podcasts again well not probably i'll be doing podcasts again next year i will also be writing more articles and getting more information out there so that everybody can benefit from my silence over the last year all right that has been an update for body io and another episode of body io fm Again, thanks everybody for making this journey possible and for helping all these things to turn into a reality. You've been listening to Body IOFM with your hosts, Kiefer and Dr. Rocky. If you'd like to hear more, log on to body.io. We'll be back next time with more science from the pinnacle of human health and performance.